Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Scott Sandberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Coming up about 15 minutes or so from now, Paul Sporer from Fangraphs will uh, join me as we'll talk a little Major League Baseball and uh, it was a fun day in baseball. We had lots of day games. I tweeted everything out with getaway day. And, you know, I love me some getaway day sweep avoidance. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I love betting on teams that are looking to avoid a sweep on getaway day. And conversely, fading the teams that are looking to get a sweep on getaway day. What is getaway day? Getaway day is where a team is playing a day game after a night game. Like So the first two games of the series were at night, and then the third game of the series is during the day so that they can then travel to the next city where they're going to play. So there were some getaway day spots today for teams that are looking to avoid sweeps. The White Sox were looking to avoid a sweep by the Guardians, although not a prototypical sweep because they played a doubleheader yesterday and got swept. So a little bit of a different handicap there. The Tigers were looking to avoid a sweep, and the Twins were looking to avoid a sweep. This was all during the day. The White Sox lost to the Guardians, which was, that was our play of the day, was the White Sox. In fact, it was the only loss of the day. I had five baseball picks up on the VSIN Best Bets page, and we went 4-1 and one for the second day in a row. So 8-2 and two in our last 10 baseball plays. Um, but the play of the day was the White Sox, and it was a very, very frustrating game. Framiel Reyes hits a two-run home run uh, to give the Guardians a 2-0 lead. And it was like 104 miles per hour off the bat. Meanwhile, um, Jake Berger hit a ball that was like 115 off the bat, and it goes for an out. And it's like they, the stat cast report on this game, and I tweeted out, like, I can't wait to see the stat cast report. It was insane. The expected batting average for the White Sox in this game was almost 400. And it was right around 200 for the Guardians. Yet, the Guardians just kept getting these dribbler singles for hits. And the White Sox were hitting a lot of hard outs. Line drives right at people. A couple of balls that were smoked right at players. Or just good defensive plays. And then it was terrible base running. There was a ball. There was first and second. And it was a... 2 nothing game in the top of the fourth inning. So, 
This is a key moment in this game, especially, you know, for someone like myself who had the White Sox. It's 2-0 in the top of the fourth inning. Luis Robert leads off with a double. Then, Loris Garcia walks, so it's first and second with nobody out. This is about to be a big inning. Jose Abreu then hits a ball that, again, we talk about the humidor effect, whatever, cold weather, whatever. This ball's a home run eight and a half, nine times out of ten. It winds up going to the wall where Fran Mil Reyes, who's not a good defensive outfielder, uh, sees the ball go off of his glove as he crashes into the wall and it bounces away. For some reason, Luis Robert is tagging up at second and gets a late jump and is thrown out at home. Abreu is safe at second. Garcia is safe at third. Now, Garcia was right on Robert's tail. He, had, he saw that this ball was not going to get caught, and he also knew that if it was going to get caught, he had plenty of time to run back to first base because of the way that the right fielder was crashing into the wall. He wasn't going to turn around and make a throw on the money without hitting a cutoff man to get you out. So, he was already at second base by the time the ball dropped. If it was caught, he could run back to first. For Robert, with nobody out, this is what I mean. Like, I tweeted out, how do you handicap bad base running and low baseball IQ? And unfortunately, you can't. Because the smart baseball play here, and I know some people are like, well, if he runs and the ball gets caught, well, then, you know, you would be so mad if he got thrown out at second. First of all, it ain't never going to happen because of the way that the play was made. If he caught that ball while crashing into the wall, he's not then getting up and throwing a strike to second base, okay? What's going to happen is he's going to protect himself against the wall. He bounces off the wall. Maybe he falls to the floor, or he just turns around, throws it into the cutoff man, and the cutoff man makes a throw. So here's what the base runner should do in that moment. This was a missile line drive hit to the right field corner. You go a little less than halfway. A little bit less than halfway. Because if the ball is dropped, you need to be able to score easily. The reason why he didn't score is because he was back on the bag at tagging up. And then he realized late that the ball wasn't caught, and he got caught running. He got caught at home plate. Good relay, good throw, everything. Beat him by a mile. Had he gone halfway, he is safe at home. Had he gone halfway and the ball is caught, there is still time for him to get back to the bag, tag up, and go to third. Now, I know what you're saying. If they just made a ridiculous throw to home, don't you think they would make the same ridiculous throw and get him out at third? This is where baseball IQ comes into play. And you guys understand, like when I handicap a game like baseball that I know that I'm passionate about and things like this, I think about this type of stuff. It's not just me plugging in projections into a model or just going on numbers. Like, I, I know the game. I'm talking about the game of baseball. There's nobody out. If the right fielder makes that catch, again, crashing into the wall, turning around then to relay the ball in, with one out then, the play is the ball goes to second base. You do not throw the ball to third. Your main objective there, because a run is not going to score, your main objective is to maintain the double play. So the ball goes into second, keeping Garcia at first, and it's first and third with one out. As a Major League Baseball player, you have to know the situation before the ball is pitched. And in that situation, Luis Robert failed. He's got to go halfway or a little less than halfway, knowing that if the ball drops, which it did, you score easily, and if the ball is caught, 
You take a couple of steps back to the bag, and then you get to third as the throw goes into second, and they maintain the double play, and it's first and third with one out. That was the game right there. That moment. Because after that moment, then Eloy Jimenez, oh no, Yasmani Grandal hit a sacrifice fly, scoring a runner. And I know what you can't say, you can't, you, there's no such thing as like, it's the predetermined outcome. This would have happened, this would have happened, this would have I'm just saying, they, they got a sacrifice fly and then another single after that play was made. This could have been a three-run inning for them. They could have had a 3-2 lead after this inning. And who knows? Maybe even more. Because instead of it being now second and third with one out, and then the sack fly makes it two outs and only one run in, it would have been a run in with a man on third, second and third, again, with nobody out. Now if you get a sack fly, now there's a runner on third with one out. Now you can get another sacrifice fly to score another run. You know, it's just it changes the whole game. Changes the whole game. Then there was a moment later on in the game where uh, they were down 3-1 to one in the sixth inning. Luis Robert leads off the inning with a single. Then Garcia lines out to right field, and Robert gets, he tries to steal second, and he gets thrown out. So two base running mistakes. And Tim Anderson making errors in the field. It was just not a good game. Not a good game. I apologize. We move on. But this is what I mean. When I talk about context mattering, when you handicap a game, you can't just look at the box score and say, hey, Guardians beat the White Sox 6-3. to three. No, what happened in that game? Why did they win 6-3? Because you can look at moments that really should have shown you the White Sox should have scored a lot more than three runs. And I just labeled it out for you, why they should have scored more than three runs. Anyway, the getaway day uh, sweep avoidance, 2-1. and one. With the Tigers winning and the Twins winning, but the White Sox losing. And like I said, the White Sox was a little bit different of a handicap because their sweep came because of a doubleheader sweep uh, yesterday. It wasn't like they played two night games and then the day game the next day for getaway day. Also avoiding the sweep, the Marlins and the Rangers, although those were night games being played here on Thursday night, so not part of the whole getaway day handicap for myself. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We will keep the baseball discussion rolling. Paul Sporer from Fangraphs uh, will join me here on the program. We're going to talk through uh, what we've seen so far in this early part of the Major League Baseball season. Take a look at the board coming up for Friday as we got some series, some fun series that are about to be underway. And, uh, hey, the Baltimore Orioles finally hit an over. And no, we did not bet the under. If you follow me on Twitter, at Scott's on Air, I had jokingly said uh, that it's time to bet the over because the market overreacted and the line was at seven. And it went over. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my game. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. <laughs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta. CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Scott Sattenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Let's continue the Major League Baseball conversation. Joining me now from Fangraphs is Paul Sporer. You can also follow him on Twitch as well. Uh, on Twitter, at Sporer, S-P-O-R-E-R. And Paul, I just got done talking last segment about oh, my frustrations with the White Sox uh, because Luis Robert has no baseball IQ. But um, when it, my system of getaway day sweep avoidance. And what I mean by that is a team that is looking to not get swept, obviously, playing in a day game, a getaway day game, after losing the first two night games. So the White Sox doesn't really apply here because they got swept in a doubleheader yesterday. But the Twins... And the uh, the Twins and the Tigers both lost yes. uh, Tuesday night and Wednesday night. Played day games here on Thursday. Both avoided the sweeps. The Phillies did it yesterday in the day game in Colorado. I see you're wearing a Rockies hat. The Phillies avoided the sweep there against the Rockies. What do you think about this system that I'm kind of extremely passionate about? I actually really like it. I think there's there's good viability to it, especially because it's something that we were just hitting on right before we came on air with regards to bullpen usage. Chances are, if you won those first two games, you probably got into the good end of your bullpen to lock in at least one of those wins, if not both of them. So the team that's got the 2-0 lead is now going to be a little bit depleted in the bullpen situation. If, if they're getting away to go back home or go on another part of their road trip, maybe they're playing a couple other guys that are that are a little bit more of the substitution guys. So they're playing a depleted lineup, bullpen that doesn't have all their guys available against a team that doesn't want to get swept. Sweeps are already difficult as is. And you add in these extra factors. I like this. I think this has viability over the course of the full season. Of course, like anything, it's not 100%, but you stick with it long enough. I do think that there is viability here. I like this. It's a lot goes into also, you know, in Major League Baseball, the goal is you take two out of every three, you're going to go through, yep. you're going to be a successful team. So you win the first two games. There's a little bit of a tendency to psychologically, you relax it's a, a little off. bit. Yes. It really is. And yes. also, we know that managers don't like playing catchers day game after a night game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you, if you might have a backup catcher in who, Maybe doesn't work with the pitching staff as well as the starting catcher. You got universal DH now, so a guy might get a half day off, which might take uh, a gold glove outfielder out of the field because he's DHing that day. Just so many factors go into play, but yes, you're right. Bullpen usage is a big factor in this as well. So I'm going to keep applying this. I used to call it the Sunday late, the Sunday day laziness <laughs> system. Because yes, it was, I it would, works on Sundays. It too. works on Sundays when you take a team that won on Friday night and Saturday night, and I fade them on the Sunday day game, the Sunday laziness. But really, it's the uh, the getaway day system uh, for me. Uh, what have you noticed so far uh, throughout the first 12, 13 days or so of the Major League Baseball season? Is it all the unders? Is it uh, teams getting off to surprising starts? What has stuck out to you when you've watched these games? 
It really is the unders and, and the lack of scoring. And, and it seems to be a combination of a lot of things. There's humidors across the league now, which have varying effects, by the way. They don't inherently ruin offense. In fact, it's kind of a plus minus depending on the climate of the place that it's being used. And, and my colleague and good friend, you know, Sarah's has done amazing work covering that at The Athletic, highlighting different things to, uh, to look for as, as to what's going on with it. But I do think early on it has created a little bit of a depression. You have the shortened spring that is creating all sorts of different things um, as far as like shortened uh, starter outings, which can have a double-edged sort effect wherein you're using a lot of relievers. And obviously you need all those relievers to be good, but you're facing somebody new almost every at-bat. And that's hard to get into rhythm if you get two at-bats against the starter and then two or three other at-bats against different relievers each time. And the simple fact is, of course, April weather always depresses offense. And I also think that the ball is deader than it was last year. Last yes. year seemed to be a mix of lively and deadened balls. And this year seems to be full on deadened balls. Now that's a little bit more in the dark as we always are with the mm -hmm. ball, which makes handicapping so difficult because it's a permanent X factor that the league is just so sneaky about. Uh, but I think all those things are factoring together to create this depressed offense. I'm sure you know this, but um, for those that don't, we haven't had a single double digit score at Coors Field by, by one team. Nine is the high. Neither the Rockies nor any of their opponents have dropped 10 yet. Mm. And usually we have games that are like double digits for both teams. Like yeah. we haven't had crazy Rockies games. So that's a microcosm of how the season's going offensively so far. So that's what I've been mostly keyed in on is just how little uh, the offense is. And I knew this was part was going to happen, but I've also been keyed in on how short the starter outings are because of the shortened spring and wanting to manage uh, mm -hmm. the players innings so that they're not overtaxed. Well, well CJ Crone's not having a problem putting the ball. No, he's field. not. He's doing just no, fine. No, he's not. Uh, but with the shortened innings, uh, that's why I'm more of a first five handicapper. And, mm -hmm. and because I like to take a lot of the bullpen uncertainties out of it. And, and for me, handicapping the starting pitching is a little bit uh, a little bit more of a, an exact science because I that's know that you're going to go through the lineups at least twice. And mm -hmm. if I can get those two at bats, especially getting the top of the order up twice, you know, I don't have to really deal with a lot of the full game stuff. So I do find a lot of value in first fives, but going with these unders, I mean, I saw, I mean, you guys at Fangraphs do a great job of this. I saw a lot of websites and, and people are, are, are monitoring this. Exit velocity and launch angle at a certain point used to equal home runs at a certain rate. Mm -hmm. This season, it is not the same. So there is, that means that there is a That's clear difference in the ball because if mm -hmm. the swing is the same, and the exit velo is the same, the difference has to be the distance traveled in the ball, which means that there's more drag, there's more weight, there's something to it that is not carrying because yes. the distances are not the same. And maybe the average fan doesn't notice it. I am continuously noticing it. And I'm watching these games. And as soon as the ball is hit, I'm pulling John Sterling's. I'm saying it's gone and it's being same. caught. At the wall, Same. and I don't, I don't get it. And then the announcers come on, and they're like, "Well, that was an exit velo of you know one ten, you know, and normally that falls out of the ballpark." I'm and like, it's a think? Yeah, it's unreal. No, it, it, it's crazy, and <laughs> I think one of the main factors is uh, seams. When the seams are raised a little bit, that creates mm. that extra drag, and you think something in your head like at seven, eight, nine, ten feet, you're like, "That's not that much." It's a lot, and it really can create a difference. And we're definitely seeing it. I think you've hit on that perfectly with regards to some of these exit velos that are normally going to be doubles off the wall or homers and they're flyouts and they're pretty easy flyouts. They're not even like great catches or anything. And I think a lot of maybe, I don't want to say like common fan, I'm not trying to denigrate anybody, but like, you know, more casual fans that just kind of follow baseball pretty regularly, but they're not in tune with all this stuff. They probably just think it's the weather, which plays a little bit of a role, but I guarantee you that this is not just weather-based and all the people who study this, including Eno and other people, they are saying these exact same things. The ball is different. It's the deader ball that we had last year in, in spurts. Now we have it all the way through. And so that is creating a major effect right now. The ball will start to jump a little bit more when it warms up, but not enough to counterbalance mm -hmm. what we're seeing. And maybe the books are adjusting, uh, decreasing these totals on these games. I had bet the Orioles under in every single game. Now, it started with them at home. And the reason why I did it at home is because they moved the fences back in left field tremendously. And they raised it to 13 feet high. 
So they are taking away so many home runs in a ballpark that used to be a hitter-friendly ballpark. Camden Yards is now a pitcher's ballpark. So it started because they started the season at home. Then I'm like, hey, I'm betting all these unders at Camden Yards. Now I'm Then I'm like, hey, this team just isn't scoring, so I'm going to bet all these unders uh, with the Orioles. And it was 11-0-1 up until today. Today? The when, I, game. When, when I saw the line was at 7. And I said, this is the cutoff point for me. I can't bet this. Now, I didn't, yeah. I didn't bet the over. I should have because it would have won. But I said, this is my cutoff. So the books are now starting to adjust with these unders, and we're going to see these totals getting lower and lower, and maybe it could be time to buy in on overs. I can definitely see that because, yeah, they're, they're adjusting because they're probably getting hammered on this from yes. folks like you and others that are seeing these unders. And another little factor with Baltimore, credit to them, they're pitching pretty well, too. So they're compounding these unders here by also pitching pretty decently. Uh, but, yeah, I think it is start to, starting to shift. We're seeing some crazy numbers. I talked with one of your colleagues, Gil Alexander, a good bit, and we've been talking about some of these crazy numbers coming in at like six and a half. That was the, the Mets Giants. It was six. And it wasn't a, a seven-inning doubleheader. Game. It was a nine-inning yeah. doubleheader. It was not a seven-inning game, nor was it a playoff game against, you know, two aces in October. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, we're, we're starting to see the adjustment, and now it's time for us to pivot back, and hopefully we start to see things go the other way here. I want more offense, too, just in general yep. as a fan, right? We kind of have this three true outcomes game, which are walks, homers, and and strikeouts. It's like, I want to see the ball and play a bit more. Mm-hmm. And so deadening the ball, I, I, I never know what baseball is doing. As much as I absolutely adore the sport, the people who run it have little clue as to what they're doing. And it seems like every move is shooting themselves in the feet. I think having a deadened ball is part of that. I don't need a juiced ball where you can flick it out, yeah. you know, uh, off your back foot, but just have a, just have a normal ball, just standard. So that when guys hit the ball hard, they get rewarded for it. Going back to the point about the exit velos. So we'll see how it goes here, but I agree. I've noticed that the unders are starting to get so low that you got to start shifting to overs. Yeah. Maybe team total overs is a good way yes. to adjust on that as well. Uh, hang with me here, Paul. Let's go through the board coming up here for Friday. I'm Scott okay. Sadenberg. He's Paul Sporer. This is The Look Ahead here on VEASAN. This is The Look Ahead on VEASAN, the sports betting network. VEASAN is all in for the draft next week right here in Las Vegas. We have a special draft preview show this Sunday at 6 p.m. Tim Murray and Sean King will break down all the first-round prospects and props. Expert guests include legendary broadcaster Brent Musburger, former NFL GM Michael Lombardi, and former NFL lineman and TV host Mike Golick and Mike Golick Jr. VEASAN's draft preview special is this Sunday at 6 p.m. exclusively on VEASAN. And don't forget... Download our NFL Draft Betting Guide featuring best bets, mock drafts, and everything you need to score big this season. Download it today for just $10. Go to vcin.com slash draft for more information. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead on vcin, the sports betting network. Rejoined now by Paul Sporer from Fangraphs. You follow him on Twitter at S-P-O-R-E-R Sporer. He's also on Twitch as well. A lot of streaming. Uh, so you got it. You do enjoy that. Uh, I, I used to dabble in Twitch a little bit. It's a great platform. So a lot of uh, fun. It is a lot of fun. I wanted to go over the board with you, Paul, here for Friday um, mm-hmm. and, and see about some games that might jump out to you. During the break, we talked briefly about this White Sox twins matchup. Uh, it's Michael Kopech going against Bailey Ober. And the, the I was on the White Sox today. Full disclosure, I lost. They were one. They were my only play that lost today. Uh, you know, four and one. I'm very upset that the one play that I gave out as like my top play is the one that loses. Of course, that's that's four always what happens, nice, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Give exactly. out 99, give, give out 99 plays, but say that the hundredth one is the best one, and that's the one that loses. Um, <laughs> Been there. If you look at their expected batting average, not just in this game against the Guardians, but in this entire series, a lot of loud outs. I mean, they made some really solid contact today against Dan Plesac. That, or Zach Plesak, Dan Plesak's son, and they did not get the hits. They weren't rewarded with the hits. They're taking on the Twins. It's a little bit of a more friendlier ballpark. I think there's positive regression coming. This spread is even, and I might be inclined to jump it on the White Sox here. I'm totally okay with that. I am a Bailey Ober fan, but the one thing he does is give up homers. 
And if the White Sox are smoking the ball, and I was actually looking at baseball savant on those expected BAs after you mentioned it, and oh my goodness, did they hit some rockets that were like 690 expected average that went for outs, and some some were even higher than 690. Uh, but I love Kopech too. So betting Kopech at even against a home run pitcher, I think is the right play there. And I wonder, you know, we were just talking about over unders. Maybe over is the play here too, because um, Kopech, he might only give up a couple, but again, Bailey Ober, if he's not keeping guys off base, he's good for a homer seemingly every game. If he gives up two homers, I think we hit the number there too. So I'm with you on the White Sox. Yeah, looking for that positive regression there with the White Sox. Let's start early on in the day. Pirates uh, take on the Cubs. I was on the Pirates today. They came through for me. Uh, this team is this team's better than advertised. I know a lot of I people agree. like to look at like, on, oh, this team's going to win under, you know, 60-something game. They were, they have a good lineup. They did a lot of, they made a lot of moves in the offseason. This is a team that also, the, the body language with these guys, if you watch these games, they play with a swagger. They play with an attitude. They expect to win when they go out there. They're frustrated when they miss a play. So I mean, there's a lot to like with this Pirates team. Cubs are minus 160. Drew Smiley against Jose Quintana. The I, I can't take a, a Cubs team like that at such a big number. 160 feels too big to take a team in what otherwise looks like a toss-up, especially with Drew Smiley. You want to talk about home runs? <laughs> that's kind of his issue. Jose Quintana has his own issues, don't get me wrong. But again, I'm seeing more of an even matchup here. I totally hear you on the Pirates lineup. You know, they've got two superstars, or at least superstar potential, in Brian Reynolds and Brian Hayes. But they've surrounded them with guys like Daniel Vogelbach, uh, Yoshi Sugo. Yep. Uh, I'm a big Diego Castillo fan. He's not playing every day and keep an eye on Michael Chavis. He was a guy I was out on this year. And I had some friends tell me in my Twitch chat, actually, Hey, take a look at what he's doing. He's striking the ball a lot better. He's making better contact. All of a sudden they got five, six, seven guys in a given lineup. That's not too bad. Plus the Cubs. So again, I'm going to go back. The Cubs line is playing pretty well too. I don't have an over under here on the site that I'm looking yeah, at. I don't, I don't it's not up one. there. Yeah. But that's an over-under that I would look at as well because both these offenses are playing better mm -hmm. than expected. So I'm with you on the Pirates, and I think I would lean over depending on where the number comes. Of course, yeah. if it's like pay nine or something, we'll then pay no. You know, pay attention to the weather. There is rain in the forecast, that's so the true. game could get delayed. Uh, Hunter Green makes us uh, another start here for the Reds against the Cardinals. This dude throws absolute gas. Uh, mm -hmm. what, did you, what have you made of Hunter Green, and what do you think in this start where the Cardinals are minus 130 with Steven Matz on the hill? I've been super impressed with green. One of the big factors that people talked about was yes, he throws a hundred, but it's a little bit flat. And all that means is just that it's it's a bit more hittable than you would normally think 100 miles an hour is. The bottom line is the vast majority of MLB players, if you're throwing it straight, it doesn't matter the velo. They will time it up. Um, normal normal people, we can't do that. So we always think 100, that's automatically great. Not in the MLB, not if you don't have a little little bite to it. However, that has not been the case so far. The fastball looks a lot better. One thing about this Cardinals team, though, I kept waiting for this offense to come through last year, and it never did. Mm -hmm. They've started to come through this year, and they're not striking out. As much as I like Hunter Green, he's been a great upstart. I got to go cards here in Steven Matz. The, the Phillies take on the Brewers. Ranger Suarez, I love this guy. Uh, I, bet him, I bet him at 95-1 to 1 to win the Cy Young, and uh, he's actually increased his odds because he hasn't gotten off to a great start. Although, I tell people all the time, context matters. In his mm -hmm. first start, in the first inning, after a leadoff single, a comebacker back to the mound goes right off the heel of his glove. And that's when Alec Bohm made his first throwing error, error of, three of three throwing <laughs> errors. But that ball is a double play nine times out of ten. He exactly. turns that double play, his start looks completely different. This is a guy who in 12 starts last season put up better numbers than the 12 starts that Trevor Bauer did in the COVID-shortened year to win the Cy Young. Uh, Phillies yeah. are minus 130 against Freddie Peralta and the Brewers. Any read there? I'm a big Ranger Suarez guy, too. However, I'm going to go the other way here. I'm going to take the plus money on Freddie Peralta. His command hasn't been there yet, but this is something that I'm going to kind of bet my way through it, and I'm mm. going to keep going with him until he kind of gets on track. I'm hoping it's this start. Obviously, I don't want to be three, four games in the hole trying to get back, you know, but I do think that he will find his command. I trust this Brewers team a bit more, especially in the bullpen situation. So I am going to go Brewers here despite my uh, my shared love for Ranger Suarez. Justin Verlin. Lander gets the start against the Blue Jays. Astros minus 170. Is this price too high? 
I think it is. And I'm, I'm a huge Justin Verlander fan. I'm a Tigers fan. He's literally my favorite pitcher ever, but this is a big number. I'm also a pretty big Ross Stripling fan. He's nowhere near Justin Verlander, obviously, but he's a quality pitcher. They have a good bullpen. And of course their lineup is awesome. So I could see a close, a low scoring game. That eight and a half number actually looks like something I would want to go under on as well, but I would go with the Jays here too, just because it seems like such a juicy number for such a good lineup. Yeah. And I think Altuve might still be out. So that's a big bat missing for Houston Mets and Diamondbacks. Zach Gallon against David Peterson. I'm going to be on the under here. It's eight and a half. And the Diamondbacks are a team that if it's Merrill Kelly or Zach Gallon pitching, I'm backing them. Uh, But David Peterson's been decent in, in his start this season. And I like this game to go under eight and a half, even as good as the Mets have been. I'm telling you on both aspects there. I'm with you on the gallon and Merrill Kelly. Folks might not be familiar with what Merrill Kelly is doing. He had a spring velo boost that he has carried into the regular season. He looks sharp. He and gallon give him a nice little one-two punch. They're still a bottom type team, but at least they have two guys they can rely on. The Dodgers are at the Padres. LA is minus 170. Julio Urias on the hill against Nick Martinez. Any thoughts? I want to be daring and go for the Padres here as a, as a big home dog. That's tough. Um, I'll I'll go ahead and do it. I'll I'll plant the flag there. Uh, You know, if we're saying like one unit for all these bets, I would say this is more of a half unit type of bet. Uh, But I do like Nick Martinez coming back over from overseas. I think he's got some better command and control than we ever saw with him uh, in Texas. And I think that that Padres offense can certainly support him too. It won't be easy against the Dodgers, but I'll take the big number at home in a division. uh, And what should be an excellent series, by the way, between these two division rivals. All right. We're going to call this one the Paul Sporer series. So uh, give me your take on your Tigers against mm-hmm. your Rockies. Uh, Detroit is minus 140 with Tariq Skubal on the hill against Senzatella. Skubal has not given up a homer yet, which is something that I love. He gave up a million homers last year, literally 34 to right-handers alone. It was a big issue. We're seeing him kind of work through that on the fly this year. His command hasn't quite been there, but his control has. So he's finding the zone, but he has to get better in the zone. Um, I'm still going to take my Tigers here. I think 140 is not a terrible number. Rockies on the road. We know how they are. My friend Nick Pollock calls it Rocky Road <laughs> because they they get so much worse on the road. I'm going to take the Tigers at the at the big number there. Final thing. Will Miguel Cabrera get hit number 3,000? Yes, I think so. And I don't have any problem with what Aaron Boone did. He's I mean, trying he, to win he, a he's game. He's trying to win a game. He, he's he's walking with game. two outs. He lefty, lefty matchup. There's two exactly. outs. Why not? Meadows burned him, but you make that play. <laughs> You're trying to win games. Absolutely. They're a contending team. I, I would be insulted if he if he tried to lay it in there and, and like especially with the fact that they have three games at home. Yep. If he wanted to like pitch to him because they were gonna go on the road and he wanted to try to get it to him at home, okay, but he doesn't owe them anything. He's trying to win ball games. Exactly. Anyone vilifying Aaron Boone is a clown. I'm and sorry. I, and I love uh, Miggy's response where he's like, My own base percentage went up. So exactly. I, I love it. I love his response. Paul, great conversation. Loved it. Hope to have you on again soon. Good luck with your bets. Thanks so much, Scott. Take care. He's Paul Spore. Check him out. Uh, Fangraphs, uh, Twitch as well at S-P-O-R-E-R on Twitter. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up at Scott's On Air. This is The Look Ahead here on v Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. 
Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. <laughs> As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. VSIN, the sports betting network. 
baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season long. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon, made brighter. 21 and over only, terms and conditions end. Other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Responsibly. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let's take a look at the baseball board here and talk through some of these games uh, coming up on Friday uh, as we kind of go through our handicapping process. By the way, uh, picks always available up on vcin.com for subscribers. If you just click on on the homepage, because I know a lot of people have tweeted at me that they can't find it. Well, first off, you get them in your emails. And so, uh, a lot of my baseball plays will not be in the email in the morning because I don't know the lineups and I don't know, I haven't finalized any plays until I know the lineups and everything uh, during, you know, before the games. So I don't really, I talk about leans here on the show. And if you listen to the show, you can kind of put two and two together and figure out where I'm going with the games. But nothing will really be out in the, over, in the email that you get in the morning. However, there is a link in the email where it says for updated picks, you just click here. So that's the easiest way to look. Look in your subscriber email, press on that link to uh, get all the hosts' picks for that day. The other way to do it is if you just go to vcin.com on the homepage, if you scroll down, now not on the app, so just use your regular browser on the phone or on the computer or your tablet or whatever, uh, scroll down on the homepage, and you'll find the quick links section. And in the quick links section, you will see daily best bets from hosts. And it's there that you click on it, and then you'll click on the day. And obviously, today is Thursday, tomorrow will be Friday, so you click on that. Um, In the quick links, it says betting splits, NBA matchups, MLB matchups, daily best bets from hosts. That's what you want to click on. So we'll have all the baseball plays up on there. We're uh, 8 of 10 in our last 10 picks. We went 4-1 and one on Wednesday, 4-1 and one on Thursday. We'll see what we do here on Friday. So let's talk through them, shall we? Pirates, Cubs, Jose Quintana, Drew Smiley. It's Cubs minus 160. Uh, I think the price is just too high. Now, Smiley's been good this season. Five shutout innings against the Pirates his first time out. But I don't necessarily like... Now, backing this guy to have a similar success again versus the Pirates. I could see the Pirates now adjusting. They now have seen him uh, in one start already. They have done a lot of film study, I'm sure, and scouting. The analytics department has gotten involved. So, uh, I could see the Pirates actually hitting Smiley well here in this game. I'd be looking towards the total. The weather is probably going to be a factor here. Uh, it says 50 degrees with rain. If we look at the forecast for game time at Wrigley, let's see. Well, 0% chance of precipitation, I guess, at game time. So this thing might uh, get going. And I'm seeing 9.5 mile per hour winds in from left field. And then 12 mile per hour winds about an hour or so, two hours into the game. Again, blowing in or really from left to right. So no real uh, adjustments there. Maybe some non-homers, but uh, we'll see. No real feel on that game. Uh, I'm very high on this Pirates lineup, though. I really am. Uh, Cardinals at the Reds. Hunter Green, incredible velocity. Uh, Guy's off to a really, you know, he's really flashing some, uh, some numbers on the radar gun. In his first start against Atlanta, he struck out seven. In five innings, he did allow three runs, though, two home runs. And he did allow a home run to the Dodgers in his second start. He also struck out six batters. So we're seeing a high strikeout guy. But with that velocity, if guys get a hold of it, eh, the ball could go a long way. Steven Matz goes for the uh, Cardinals, and he has not gotten off to a great start. He got roughed up against the Pirates, seven runs on nine hits in three innings, but bounced back for five and two-thirds shutout innings against Milwaukee. So maybe he is settling in there. But uh, 
Curious to see where this one's going to go. Cardinals right now minus 130 with a total of 8.5. Guardians are at the Yankees. Yankees right now listed as minus 200, even though Cleveland has not announced the starting pitcher yet. It's Jamison Tyone on the hill for the Yankees. They're coming off a loss here to the um, Tigers on getaway day. Uh, total is nine in the Bronx. Jamison Tyone, two runs allowed in each of his first two starts. One home run allowed in each of his first two starts. This Cleveland team can hit the baseball. They got some guys that can hit the ball. And with that short porch in right field, we could see some we could see some homers. Tyone can give up. I mean, Ramirez could hit it out. Um, you know, you got Framil Reyes can hit it out. Even Ahmed Rosario. I mean, he's got wheels. And, and this this is a good hitting Guardians team. Uh, you know, nine is a high number, but I might maybe take a look at a team total, see what's going on here with this one. But Yankees minus two hundred also seems like a number to be way too high. Uh, it's Ranger Day. Ranger Suarez gets the start for the Phillies against the Brewers. Phillies minus 130 against Freddie Peralta. I think home cooking is going to do the Phillies well um, as they return from uh, their road trip where they lost two of three, or excuse me, two of four. No, three of four. Yeah, they lost three of four against Miami, and they lost two of three against the Rockies in Colorado. So um, I think they're happy to be back home here on a Friday night. Uh, Freddie Peralta, in his last start, got tagged for six runs on seven hits against St. Louis. So this could be a situation where the lefties for the Phillies do really well. Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, this, these would be the things that I uh, am looking at here for the Phillies against the Brewers. Might actually go with a Phillies team total. Uh, Giants at the Nationals, no pitcher announced for the Giants. Patrick Corbin goes for the Nats. Red Sox at the Rays. It'll be Michael Waka against Corey Kluber. Total of eight and a half. Michael Waka through two starts this season. Uh, one run allowed on two hits in four and a third against Detroit. And then no runs allowed on one hit in five innings against Minnesota. So he is off to an incredible start to his season. Meanwhile, Corey Kluber uh, also off to a good start. He pitched four and two-thirds shutout innings in his first start. Two runs on four hits in five innings in his second start. With both of these pitchers pitching extremely well, perhaps an under is the way to look. Maybe an under in the first five innings, but the total is eight and a half for the game between the Rays and the Red Sox from St. Pete. Rockies at the Tigers. Antonio Sanzatella goes for Colorado against Tariq Skubal for the Tigers. I kind of like the Tigers at home. Beat off this uh, energy that they got from beating the Yankees in the day game. Uh, they do not have to travel. The Rockies uh, coming off their series, uh, successful series against the Yankees. The over might actually be the look here. Now, I know it's not um, Coors Field, but... You got a guy in Tariq Skubal who um, has given up five runs on seven hits in his first start, one run on four hits in his second start. He did strike out seven in his second start, so a nice bounce back from him. But this this Rockies team can hit the baseball, and we all know the Tigers lineup is much improved. But this Tigers team, I mean, excuse me, this Rockies team it has been hitting the ball really well. Connor Joe at the top of that lineup has uh, has provided a spark for them. Charlie Blackman's having a decent start, and C.J. Crone. What, what more can you say about this guy leading the league and ma- leading the league in home runs right now? He is off to an incredible start. Marlins and Braves. Kyle Wright against Trevor Rogers. Atlanta minus one forty-five. Trevor Rogers not exactly off to a good start. Three runs allowed on six hits in five innings in his first start, and then seven runs allowed on four hits in just an inning and two-thirds in his second start against the Phillies. So he's looking to bounce back after being roughed up by the Phillies. Atlanta minus 145 in that one. Talked about this one briefly with our guest Paul Sporer, the White Sox against the Blue Jays, Michael Kopech against Bailey Ober. Uh, Bailey Ober, uh, two runs allowed on uh, four hits in six innings in his last start after allowing four runs on four hits in five innings in his first start. But this, to me, is like a positive regression thing for the, uh, or progression, if you will, for the White Sox, 
who, against the Guardians, they made such solid contact. Their expected batting average on a lot of the balls that they hit was through the roof, and yet they were hitting them for outs. We're talking about exit velos north of 100 miles per hour that would normally result in hits that were actually outs. So a little bad luck for the White Sox. If they continue to have hard contact, those hits will fall. Those balls will travel, and they will put up runs. So maybe an even line here. I like the White Sox on the road or a White Sox team total. I'm Scott Zadenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air. It's the look ahead. You're on decent. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.